moisturized, <laughs> nut buttered. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another mind-blowing episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm Annie Clark, and I'll be your host tonight with me from Buffalo, we have Chuck Fitzgerald. Chuck? Besides, they're tourists. What do they know? I knew you were going to say that. It's almost like we rehearsed. I think I'm psychic. No, I, I mean, think I'm psychic. Okay, yeah, that we'll go with that. That's fine. <laughs> Did you say psycho? For, oh, sorry. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's the movie um, podcast later, Chuck. <laughs> wrong podcast. From... Virginia? Joe, no, I haven't Joe, been in Virginia since this. I, I'm in the uh, Sunshine State right now. So, uh, yeah. and just for everybody listening, uh, drinking a monster at 9:25 at night—not the best idea. PM. So. That's a good tip. Right. You you said 9:25 at night, and then to further clarify, said PM. PM. There you go. That's you can see my ration. My. Uh, my thought process right now. I... I'm just gonna shut up right now. <laughs> well, you, you can tell um, how tired I am because, like, I know that you, I know where you've been. Like, we've discussed where you've been, like, in the past <laughs> five know. minutes. Yes. <laughs> so obviously, I know you're not in Virginia right now. Okay. So from Sacramento, I'm quite sure of it. We have. That's Daniel. in California, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're pollinators. <laughs> nice. That's great. Oh, so good. good luck following that, that, Jeff. I love it. From Houston, Texas, the aforementioned Jeff. I'm not aforementioned. I'm five mentioned. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. <laughs> Oh, we are after a rousing start, aren't we? Yes, rousing. the answer is yes. <laughs> it's a start. It's a start. Yes. Gotta start somewhere. Well. There's only okay. one positive is we can only go up from here. Considering how much caffeine everyone's consuming, the energy level is quite low, I would say. Not everybody. <laughs> but anyway... We're gonna, we're gonna pep. <laughs> um, all right, well, I wanted to, again, bring up, um, while people are in quarantine, or, uh, you know, sheltering at home, whatever terminology you want to use, if you're at home, whatever you like to call it, uh, a little way to bring some Disney magic at home. So one thing that I know of going on this week is um, our friends at Retro WTW are doing another home movie night um, on Thursday, which is April 30th. I know that means nothing. Well, it'll be tonight. It'll be tonight if you're listening to this on Thursday, right? Because podcast. So um, Thursday, April 30th at 8.30 Eastern, it's going to be um an early epcot center visit um and some disney world home videos stuff like that and um it's really good joe you watched the last one right i did actually my wife and i watched it together and i said i'm like you want to watch this we kind of flip it through youtube and she did and it was the um cast member who uh, worked the great no yeah not oh, great, right, right. the, uh, the uh, backstage studio Back tour at, at, yeah. yeah and tram- some of the yeah, the, the tram and some of the uh, things that he added in were actually very interesting. And uh, we watched the whole thing. I mean, there was a second part of it uh, we didn't catch, but it was really good. So I was glad that you pointed out. I've listened to those guys podcast before when I ride the train back and forth to work. Very detailed, the, you know, what they go into when they describe like old attractions and stuff. Uh, so if you're into like the history of Walt Disney World and like early Epcot Center and that kind of stuff. Really good stuff. Uh, check those guys out. Um, I don't know them personally, but 
Uh, they, they do a really good job. So thank you, Annie, for pointing that out last time. And I would probably be uh, tuning in this week to watch uh, so anything retro Epcot I'm down with. So. Yeah, what yeah. What this week? Do we know? Yeah, it's whatever I just uh, I wasn't. Me, um, early Epcot Center <laughs> visit. Um, uh, the Blanchards at WDW 72. Undated WDW trip. So some like old home movie trips. But it's interesting to watch because, like, you know, I've watched old home, mo- like, old footage, whatever, on YouTube before. But, like, I don't always really know what I'm looking at or, like, anything interesting about it off the top of my head, you know. So it's it's nice to hear from, like, people who do <laughs> have, like, something to say about it while you're watching it. it just adds an extra layer. Um... All right. Well, does anyone have anything to say before we get into our main topic? What I'm watching, well, what I'm watching, uh, Annie, is... um... Yeah. (laughs) Jeff, what are you watching? (laughs) (laughs) Not much, actually. Probably too much YouTube, but I did watch uh, Disney+. Plus. We just cranked it on. You you guys have all said references, but we stumbled across some... Weird, uh, obscure movie from 1969 called My Dog the Thief. Um, ne- can you believe that? I've never even heard of this movie. <laughs> it was, it was pretty, pretty crazy. But um, what kind of dog? It's a, it's a, uh, the the big dog, the big big one. Um, Great Dane. No, the not that big. Saint Bernard. Saint Bernard. Thank you. Yeah, a uh, Beethoven. I was just gonna say like Beethoven, <laughs> but this shock. It's, Disney, yeah. It turns out it. I guess it was a the reason. One of the reasons my daughter reminded me why I probably had never heard of it. It was a made-for-TV movie um, on the wonderful world of color. But, um, but the little shocker for me, which which was a real cool little surprise, uh, Elsa Lanchester uh, from famous for Katie Nana uh, or. Uh, not Katie Anna, but uh, I mean, that's what her name was on um, Mary Poppins. But also, she's like a famous uh, character actor, British character actor. But famous for her most famous role was uh, Bride of the Frankenstein. But Disney seems to uh, like cycle her through their their a lot of their movies. Anyways, is bizarre little find there. Um, Disney's cranking out a bunch of cool old old uh, flicks. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> that's good. I like that. My dog, the thief. That's it, um, right? Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> That's there you not go. Disney. Well, if it's on Hulu, does it count as Disney? Ooh. Sure, why not? That's a very <laughs> valid question for the next uh, TV slash movie show that we do. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, if it's if we're including ESPN, which is owned by Disney, I've been watching The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan this... documentary. Boom. That counts. Qualifies. Last dance with Michael Jordan. Jordan was so good. <laughs> An old Frank Sinatra song. It's the last dance. <laughs> Not singing. All I've been watching on Disney Plus is like Little Mermaid and. Well, starting on May the fourth, you'll have something additional to watch with the <gasps> of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? The The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, excellent. I read an entire article today as if I didn't have the knowledge to figure out that May the 4th was a week away, (laughs) and I couldn't have just figured it out on my own. Nobody knows what day it is. They all mesh together. (laughs) It's Monday as we're recording. Uh, Hopefully it's Thursday as you're listening. I'm interested to see how people feel about Rise of Skywalker, uh... Now that they can sit and watch it at home and watch all three of the movies. I enjoyed it. Like, I'll, I mean, this isn't the topic, but I enjoyed it in the theater. <laughs> right. I mean, so did I, but um, I don't know. It's kind of, they're, It's just interesting. It's interesting to watch at home. It's interesting, all three of them together. It kind of is different. See if it's, it's just different. different during like a continual, like marathon, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's just I don't I don't know. I feel like time gives me a, a sort of different feel of that movie, especially like taking them all in. I got to be honest, I haven't watched them any of them since I saw them in theaters on the release night. Well, 
you can watch them and just see if they feel different. Feels like I'm watching it on a smaller screen. You could you can bathe in the in the uh, bask in the um, glow of Star Wars. I don't know what I'm trying to say. You won't have to watch a Doolittle trailer beforehand. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> well, now that oh, wow. you have Disney Plus, you can watch all of That's them. That's true. In the recommended order. Wait, 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 wait. Joe, didn't you marathon? No, I saw I marathoned the first six, four, five, six, one, two, three. And then, I don't know. I mean, the four, five, six were amazing. Like, yes. the first three. Everything else after that's kind of been like. Uh, but you I mean, did that within the last that's two, two years, years ago. It was a long time. Yeah, but I've kind of forgotten a lot of the stuff that's happened. So It's not important at all, actually. So <laughs> the most important stuff was in four, five, six, and that's pretty much about it. After that, it's like, you know, I, I, I really think that if they made Galaxy's Edge more based on the original four, five, six, I'd be totally into it. And I know it's a really late to the conversation, but I just don't have any interest in like. I agree with that. The, the, the best thing about Galaxy Galaxy's Edge is DJ Rex, and the only reason I'm into that is because of uh, the original Star Tours. I don't know. After watching Retro WDW, I kind of mourned the loss of like, you know, all of like the backstage studio tour in Catastrophe oh, Canyon. I, I was like, really oh. Agree. I was like, I kind of wish this was back again. I, I fully agree with that. I, <laughs> I I've seen some of those videos lately. Um, I don't. Know, I, I, I mean, I, I said I watched it. It was good. Like I said, I got it. I, said, I understand it. I rig, right? But then the last couple, I just I fell out of place with it again. It's just, but you know what? Everything doesn't have to be everybody's thing. I well, mean, like retro WDW on Easter or somewhere around there, they released. One of the um, old Easter parades. I want to say maybe 90... 94. 94. Was it 94? It was 94, I think. Like, I remember being in Disney during that time and seeing the Ninja Turtles and seeing the dinosaurs characters um, when it was a backstage working park. And what was the show that they did? Uh, Empty Nest that they had yeah. a cameo on during that parade. And it's like... what. Well, I understand why they got girls. away from it because of the, the cost of production in Florida, but that's the heart of Hollywood studios. Yeah. I, I miss that. Stuff. I miss those days, man. It's, I don't know. There's a lot of good attractions back there, but we're getting way off topic. <laughs> that isn't even anywhere near the topic. <laughs> this true. has been Chuck this and Joe show. This Andy, about the night. Any show. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was lost in just listening. Like it was like I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, you're running. It's weird. <laughs> All right. Well, the the main topic, the main course, if you will, tonight. Uh, ah. Yes. <laughs> you like that? Uh, that. Uh, uh, the main topic tonight. We are going to be talking about our top three best things we've ever eaten at any Disney park at any point in time. Kind of, uh, you know, you can get creative with it if you want to or not, you know. The point, the real point is that I just like talking about food and I want to hear everybody talking about food that they liked because that's what I like. So that's the real point of this. So um, let's see, who's going to go first? Joe, you go first. What's your number three third whatever i'm saying best food so i'm gonna go with something more recent annie so this is something that i've talked about probably in the last six months uh on the show and uh, i'm gonna go over to toledo over at coronado springs and i'm gonna talk about the hanger steak there it has that salsa verde chimichurri kind of sauce um i've had it a couple of times i raved about it on the show uh, i don't know what the chefs are doing over there it was fantastic i mean my wife and i were like holy blank like this is absolutely amazing and it's a hanger steak uh very good um it's something that like if you're talking about it right now and you kind of got like the you know your glands are kind of going a little nuts or watering that's how you know it's good and i'm a huge steak guy i'm a big you know meat eater and uh that's something that like when this topic was brought up is like one of the first things that came to my head was that hanger steak over at toledo so that's what i'm going with as my first choice um is that is that that salsa verde on is just unbelievable so uh, it was cooked to perfection 
you know, with all the trimmings, the potatoes, and all that stuff. It was just, it was awesome. So that's uh, you top it off with a nice drink uh, over at the the lounge over there, Dahlia Lounge. Yeah, you know, maybe catch some fireworks going on at the studios or wherever. It's a, it's a perfect evening. So that's uh, that's what I'm gonna go with. Nice steak that gets your glands going. That's huh? it. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck. What's your uh, what's your number three? Now, did were we supposed to do this in any particular order? I mean, you don't have to. I think when you say top three, you generally like so top three. So, so I'm gonna. I'm going to make a little caveat on this one. Um, It's top three only because it's available at Disney and it's something I very closely relate to Disney Um, because anywhere else I've had this, it's, it's been great, but it hasn't been quite the same. And that is going to be um, the pepper Jack pretzel that used to be at the lunching pad over in Tomorrowland. It was delicious. Um, it, it wasn't the same as the cream cheese pretzel that they yeah, still currently do have. That's the good one, man. <laughs> nah, the, the pepper jack one, it was so good. There was one time I was down there by myself um, for a solo trip, and I had three for lunch. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. I wasn't around anyone to be judged, um, which is why I was able to do this, but it was so good, and every time... I have gone back to Disney. I have gone out of my way to try to find it. There was uh, what looked like some hope at Tortuga Tavern this past, I want to say November maybe, but it wasn't there. And I had to settle for the cream cheese pretzel. But if you could find the pepper jack pretzel, it is very, very good. Um, And it's just, it's a good Disney snack because you can eat it as you walk around. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, the, you know, they had them at uh, Harambe. Um, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, one of the carts there. Uh, I've told this story on the podcast, but there <laughs> this is one time we were uh, in the hot tub uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge with some Canadian folk, eh? Um, were they geese? Yeah, they were definitely Wait, snow geese. Or were they polar bears? <laughs> That's all it's there. Geese and polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, they liked uh, the pepper, the the jalapeno pretzel or whatever um, very much. So, and they gave me the tip of what they do is get, buy a bunch of them and freeze them. And so that was the trip that I filled my backpack <laughs> with those pretzels and <laughs> brought them home and froze them. It was, it was beautiful. Ah. <laughs> freeze pretzels, you say? <laughs> yep. It's a darn All right, thing. so... Annie uh, stepped away for just a second, so she asked me to uh, just plow ahead with mine. Uh, I, I went a little bit more nostalgic for this one. Um, the item is no longer available. Uh, the restaurant is gone. Uh, but when I first started going to Disney in the early 90s, uh, my stepmother and I created a tradition where we would go, um, we would break off from the rest of whoever was with us, and we would go to Alfredo's in Italy and oh uh, enjoy the fettuccine Alfredo, which I don't even know if it was actually good, but it was good at that moment. And it was, it makes me think of like my, some of my fondest memories of Disney World. So I'm, I'm going with the fettuccine Alfredo at the uh, now defunct Alfredo's. I have questions. Dan, that's a fantastic uh, choice, by the way. I have oh, many thanks. memories there as well. And yes, the fettuccine was good there. So. Now, this is a question for anyone who's been there because um, it, Alfredo's closed before I really got back into Disney as an adult, um, which means and when I say as an adult, I mean someone who can use my own money to go places and eat. Uh, <laughs> was the Alfredo a bit heavy for Disney? Like, I oh, mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, OK, Definitely. it was <laughs> well, like okay. walking around with like. If you've ever seen that office episode where Michael Scott like eats <laughs> the giant tray of fettuccine Alfredo, it's just carve like it that. up. Just, just sits in his stomach like a brick. I very much feel I could eat an entire tray of fettuccine Alfredo given the opportunity. It was really good. I mean, Not it was, that I should, but it felt fancy. It was like it was it was almost like one of the first fancy restaurant meals I had ever had. When looking back, you know, not that fancy, I guess, but they had you know bread service and the waiters were fancy and they spoke in Italian and 
it so was it was cool. like it was the just Olive a... Garden, right? <laughs> it's like the all is. I would say it's for sure better than the Olive Garden, even with my memory skewing things. I mean, no, and, and Dan, you're right because I mean, uh, a lot of my trips when I went, we, you know, my immediate family went, and we had cousins that went, and that was around like the late '80s, early '90s, were some of our best Disney trips that I remember as a kid growing up. Yeah. And Alfredo's was a staple. That was like one of the places that you know we're the big, big Italian family from Jersey and New York and stuff like that. And what Quattroci? Stop, stop. And uh, th- that's where we had our big family meal every year. Was at Alfredo's. We would have like. That was the one meal that everybody was there. We had some older cousins that would go off and do their own thing, you know, but like that was the one night that we had everybody together was always at Alfredo's. And whenever we get together, even to this day, we get the cousins together and all stuff. We talk about our old Disney trips. We talk about things that happen at Alfredo's, like just crazy things that happen with waiting for tables or tables were not ready. You know, they made a mistake. There might have been a fight in the bathroom with some of the, the ants. I don't know. Possibly. There's a lot of crazy <laughs> things that happen. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, it was, um, I do remember they had the long, I think they had white coats on, I believe. Uh, long the white waiters. coats. Yep. yep. And, and they, it was, it, on, in the lobby, they had all the pictures of the celebrities holding up the spaghetti with the Alfredo sauce. It just felt like one of those like old, like Italian restaurants in the city with like all like those kind of pictures. And it just, it was, and it did feel fancy. It, it definitely felt like one of the uh, more upscale restaurants in Epcot, and back yeah. in the back in the early '90s, and this is my opinion. I don't think if you will back me up on this or not, but you went. To, that was the place to Epcot World Showcase was the place to eat at night. Like you oh, went to, for like sure. now it seems more like the resorts. Like you know, the Riviera's got these new resorts and Disney you know, Springs now. Disney's, I would 100 percent say Disney Springs. But now. even even Disney Springs too. But like you have a lot of your signature restaurants are at, at resorts now, and, and even Disney Springs too. But like back in the day, Epcot, like you went to Epcot to eat at night. You went to Definitely. like you went yeah you went you were calling up uh, either at your resort the, the day up to get reservations or you were at the World Key back in the day whatever but that was like the place to go to eat was Epcot at night I mean it, it was you know I, I will still support that um be, like I said I wasn't really old enough in the late 80s because I was you know less than two um, <laughs> to the the early to mid 90s but I I very even to this day have a feeling like if you want good food, Epcot is the place to be. I know that to not be necessarily the case as much as it used to be, but that's what I essentially grew up on. And that's really where it it feels like in my mind right now, like, oh, we have to eat at Epcot for a good dinner um, meal at, at this point. Yes. Now, obviously there's a lot of different things now that just weren't there, um, but even still that stuck with me and, and you know, it, it's so many years later. I, I mean, I, I know that if I want to eat something fantastic that I've never had before, I'm going to go to, you know, Riviera or Disney Springs or any of the resorts really at this point, but there's still that piece in my mind that says, Hey, let's go to Epcot. But with that being said, I've never been disappointed by an Epcot dinner. Or lunch. Maybe lunch. Nine Dragons isn't great. I don't eat Chinese food, Japanese food, Asian food. I like like ramen. (laughs) Ramen's good. Um, All right, Jeff, hit us with yours. So uh, this was a fun exercise, actually. Uh, So going through all the... I think Andy set up the rules as it could be anything uh, old or new, and like uh, Dan chose uh, expired or uh, old restaurant expired expired uh, from our existence. Um, so I, I thought I'd, I'd at least throw in one on here that's kind of not you can't get anymore. Um, so about four years ago uh, in Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, they started getting creative with some of the more of a give a more feel for a street street vendor street food type uh uh atmosphere um and they rolled out this product that uh some of you probably heard of and it just makes me smile to think about it but it was at uh, it's called is at this one of the booths called mr kamal's and it was mr kamal's seasoned fries now i want to warn you basically they've changed changed this mr kamal's seasoned fries uh rather uh, drastically unfortunately 
but it started out as it was a, a kind of a spice seasoned fries, nothing fancy. But what what made it special was uh, the tzatziki salad they put on top with a drizzle of um, um, some sriracha uh, ketchup on top. And man, I don't know. There was something about by the time I got there, I could just make a full meal of this stuff. It was it was refreshing and filling. It was just it was beautiful. Um, so at least for the few years that they had that, I would always make a, a memory note to try to hit that place up uh, to at least try it once every trip. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, the sad news was, and uh, they, you know, thanks Bob Chapek, they took off the salad stuff. So it's just literally just fries. And they have to try to appease, I guess, us. They have three choices of sauces uh, that you can squirt on top. I don't know. It's just, not di- it's totally different i don't know why they got rid of the tzatziki uh, salad that was on top but but anyway uh, i digress uh, that was one of those cool little uh memories that i've had in the back uh, last four or five years and it was kind of really really awesome treat sounds good did you guys ever have it no i'm but not i'm curious about your complaints about french fries with dipping sauce <laughs> Yeah, well, it's not very creative, I guess, is my point, but uh, it doesn't I don't know. need to be creative. It's so good on its own, you don't need to be creative with that. True, true, good point. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know they get crunch time and, and have to figure out ways of trying to make money spread. I don't know. Who knows? They were, they were making hand over fist on this stuff, but um, it, one, one, I know one of the challenges they have, uh, at least for Animal Kingdom, is. These little uh, stands slash huts or whatever you want to call them, uh, food kiosks, um, they're they're isolated. So they whatever they you know whatever they're serving, they have to like cart out to these locations. So maybe that was part of the challenge. I don't know. Well, they figured that out at Epcot. Now I will say this: last year at this time they were doing a, and not just at this time at at the busier times they're doing a buy a gift card of X amount and use it at these restaurants and you get an extra like 10 to $15 or whatever it was. We did that and we ate at a lot of these, you know, like Mr. Kamal's, like the food kiosks in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Um, And they were just fantastic options for food, except for, I think it was the Scrooge McDuck Sunday. It was so rich because it not only is it the ice cream, but it had like a a caramel sauce and what uh, it was delicious don't get me wrong but milk was a bad choice <laughs> <laughs> gotcha yeah i All maybe right. maybe i'm overstepping my you know the management maybe i'm stepping on their toes a little too hard i oh no could, you're 100 percent accurate i mean it could be totally be one of those situations where they're like, all right, 90% of the people say hold the seat topping because they just want French fries. Maybe they're like, screw, what are we doing this for? Let's just make it French fries. I don't know. Who knows? <coughs> are you finished now? Yeah. Round, <laughs> ra- done. round one complete. Oh, you know what I should have done? I should have gotten the French fries and the Scrooge McDuck Sunday. Boom. Well, that's it. I'm sure you. I'm sure you got the buffalo uh, chicken uh, nachos, right? No. <laughs> no. Being from Buffalo, we do not get buffalo chicken anything anywhere because it's always going to be disappointing. <laughs> okay. Annie, what? <laughs> Mine. Okay. Well, I picked a super basic choice for my number three, but I don't care. I picked Mickey waffles because I just want to eat some Mickey waffles really bad. And I want to talk about them. <laughs> right. Don't they sound good? Oh, but I yeah. mean, like, what do I have to have every trip? I know I said that that doesn't have to inform your choice, but it did inform this choice, which is just <laughs> Mickey waffles. It just sounds so good. I could really eat some right now. With like butter and... Syrup. syrup more butter i i said I, this previously on another podcast but uh you guys know that it's the golden malted waffle and pancake flour from amazon that you can get on amazon oh you did tell me that oh that's yeah. i just that the... seems like a slippery slope honestly jeff 
It is. It's a slippery, slippery slope. <laughs> I don't know if I can if I can handle that right <laughs> in my home. No self control. <laughs> it could ruin everything. What happened? It's just empty. Uh, I just wake up now. years later. <laughs> That doesn't sound like a bad choice right now, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> all right. Uh, on that wait, note... Wait, you're telling me I could eat waffles, fall asleep, and wake up when all this is over? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not advisable. Didn't you watch that Adam Sandler movie? Click. Click. Happy Gilmore? The, the whole point is that you don't... Oh, never mind. All right. Joe, what's your number two? So I'm going to go with um, my number two is, again, it's I'm a big dinner guy, big foodie. I'm going to Citrico's. And uh, at Citrico's, they have the uh, red wine uh, braised beef short rib. And my, this is like a thing that my wife and I, we, we so years ago at our first wedding anniversary, I was trying to do something special for our wedding anniversary after being married for one year. And I found that you could do private dining at the Grand Floridian. So I booked this probably like nine or 10 months in advance. And we had a private dining session on the balcony of the main building with like a butler and like the chef from Citrico's made us like our own menus and stuff. It's and fancy. It, AF. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was amazing. This is and bougie. It was very bougie. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was this bougie where two people came out in the balcony and the butler came over and asked them to leave because it was what? closed for the evening. Nice. So it was, yeah, it was great. So, I mean, but one of the things on the menu was the beef short rib and my wife and I both had it and it was like a five course meal, whatever it was. And it was absolutely amazing. And they still have that same beef short rib on the menu. So whenever we do like our long trips, like usually in September, we will always book a reservation at Citrico's and that's this week at the same thing as the beef short rib. And it's just, it has a lot of memories attached to it. Kind of like Dan was saying when he went to Alfredo's back in the day, you know, he had his fettuccine, a lot of good memories. My wife and I, we always have the beef short rib at Citrico's and it reminds us of that first trip where we had that amazing experience, which I think I've never lived up to ever since because I kind of like, I pulled all the stops out on the first anniversary and it's kind of been a, I guess a letdown since then. Right. But, Tell but, me about it. Yeah, but, but my wife says she's okay with it. She's like, no, no, you did great. So I was like, all right. But um, but that yeah, that that meal was amazing. Luckily, it's still on the menu. They haven't messed with it. Um, and Citrico's is always a, it's always an underrated restaurant. I mean, everybody talks about Cali Grill and you know all these other like you know signature restaurants, but Citrico's is like you can usually find a table there, and it's. Amazing atmosphere. You don't get the view of the Magic Kingdom, but like it's quiet, it's laid back, and a nice little bar area. It's just it's an awesome meal. We've never been disappointed there. So uh, that's the staple uh, for beef short rib. That's like the uh, that's like the sets the bar for wherever we go anywhere else. We always compare it to that beef short rib at uh, Citrico's. Um, now, Joe, you, you had said you know setting the bar very high. You do remember the trip that I got engaged on, right? Where we. Uh... Had a private fireworks cruise, and then the next day became grand marshals for the yeah, happily I, I, ever yeah yeah it, it, you were grand marshals in my favorite parade ever. So yeah, I so I know that uh, yeah. you know that that feeling of hey how are we gonna live up to this? <laughs> um, it, it's hard. <laughs> now yeah, I will say this about the uh, the beef short rib. Now have you had the one uh, or the short rib? Excuse me at um, the Mexico restaurant. No, no, not, not, not there. Okay. It's delicious. Um, so it, I don't know if it's the nostalgia that you feel or if it's the the food choice that you enjoyed, but the uh, over at uh, the, the outside one, what, uh, La Hacienda. Yeah. yeah. Over at La Hacienda, the, uh, the short rib there, fantastic. Um, so I think if there's one thing that Disney does very well, it's something like that. That wasn't my choice, by the way, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Joe, that was a super solid, fancy, fancy choice. Thank you. So, Chuck, what is your choice? So th this okay. is going to I'm going to go to breakfast on this one and yeah. I'm. I'm going on a little bit of a, a go with me here on this. It is over at uh, Trattoria Al Forno. 
which is for breakfast, a character meal. With that being said, you can get breakfast outside on the boardwalk. Um, who are it, the characters? The characters leave you alone if you're out there. But who are they? I just don't know who they are. Uh, Flynn Rider, Rapunzel, Ariel, her husband, and... Her husband. Like, you don't know who it is. Do you really not know who her husband is? Eric? Yes. Uh, Prince Charming. He has uh, blue oh. eyes with like a little bit of hazel. <laughs> you say uh, that like I don't already know. Um, why but, would you want to avoid those people? Well, I, I mean, if the character meal is not your thing and you're going for the food, um, King Triton's. <laughs> no, it's fine. King Triton's shipwreck Alforno which is the least breakfasty thing you could possibly get on the menu because it's a calzone. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. Um, so it's described as a calzone with scrambled eggs, bell peppers, uh, salumi bacon, a sausage, blends of cheeses, blend of cheeses, and <laughs> Sunday gravy, which is a red sauce. Um it, like I say, it's the least breakfasty thing you could possibly get because everything else is, you know, eggs, 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 pancakes, eggs, eggs. Waffles. No, there are no waffles on this menu. <laughs> um, it is so good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh, my God. But, and this is the biggest caveat for this. Don't eat it if you plan on doing anything else until like four o'clock. <laughs> um, because not only is it a Disney-sized portion, so the plate is ginormous, but it's a calzone for breakfast with red sauce on top. Yeah. You're not doing anything for the rest of the day. <laughs> it was so good. Um, we've actually had breakfast there twice um, since they've done the Rapunzel's breakfast. Um, now, there are a couple of things. like You do get the, uh, the variety of pastries um, for the table to share, which are very good. Um, you also can, I think, get a fruit plate, potentially. Or maybe it's you can get the pastries and the fruit plate if you ask. R regardless, um, the first time we did this, I ate the entire thing at breakfast, and I was done for the day. I didn't eat until 9 o'clock that night. Uh, in fact, I didn't want to leave the hotel room until about 4. Um, but it is so good. I mean, like, if, if the characters aren't your thing, get a table outside because they are still available. Um, but you cannot top this if you want a calzone for breakfast for whatever reason. That sounds so good. Why are breakfast calzones a thing? Why aren't they? Well, yeah. I mean, well, from experience. Because breakfast calzones turn into breakfast naps. <laughs> okay, fair. They could be a brunch staple. Which okay. would then lunch nap. Uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Joe, I'm looking at these pictures that, of the meal. It's such a First of all, it looks delicious. And second of all, that is a big balcony. That's that's cool. Yeah, I, I just I, I was kind of scrolling through as Chuck was talking about calzones. So I figured I was like, just so you could. Uh... Oh God, I love looking at food almost <laughs> as much as calzone. I love talking about food. <laughs> and that, that was the short rib right there. I mean, I know everybody who's listening can't see it, but it was absolutely amazing. I, w I do have two questions. Well, one's a question, one's Good a comment. excuse to post those pictures later this week. On our blog. Yes. Um, actually, I have, a, I have a couple questions. Is that like a potato base? Like It's like a potato, yeah, like a potato puree base, yeah. Uh, it looks so cool. good. Um, I like it when I don't know what something is, but I want to eat it. <laughs> a purple light on the table. Nice touch. Thought it was a bubble wand. <laughs> <laughs> also, um... Coors Light, Joe? Well, you know, it was 2015, and it was a lot of food, and it was, you know, come on. I'm a beer guy. I'm not a it big... It looks like you got a, uh, a nice bread service there. Now, did they do anything with that butter? Uh, I don't know. If they, no, it was just there. I mean, like... It's I think like a, he, maybe like salted butter? Like the, it was, the stand? It, 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 was butter? Salt, it, it was a salted butter, yeah. Okay. So. so it wasn't like a maple bacon... Or, no, no, uh, it wasn't anything. Uh, it wasn't anything fancy like that. No. Or like the cinnamon butter over at the Texas Roadhouse. We 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 did we did have um, cracker. No, was that? Was these pictures were the same thing? I think we had, 
nope, that was something else. I'm sorry. I was looking at other pictures on this roll in my Google Photos, but that was from something else. So I apologize about that. But yeah, there was nothing. Um, I was trying to see if there was anything else with the bread, but there was not. It was just bread and butter and salted butter. Nothing crazy. So. All right. Well, who's up now? Daniel, I believe. Is it me? Uh, all right. Uh, so. This is. This is very specific, but I started thinking about, well, there's only been one item I've ever eaten at Disney World where I asked for the recipe so I could try to make it at home, and it was the peanut rice at Boma. Ooh. Uh, it's just a side dish. It's very unassuming. It's just in a little, you know, carafe over on the one side, but uh, I could literally just eat a whole, I would go there, pay the whatever fee is for the whole meal and just sure eat like peanut rice. Five dollars. Yeah. Totally worth it. It's the best did you side make dish. It? I did make it, yeah. Was it as okay. good as you remembered? It was not. I mean it <laughs> I, that is more of a commentary on my cooking skills at the time because I have gone back since and had it again and it is still delectable. What, is it just rice with like peanut sauce or something? Yeah, kind of. It's just like a very moist rice with a very <laughs> yeah, moist, kind of. moist rice. <laughs> moist rice with like a peanut base. It's it's not overly sweet, but it's it's just really, really, really good. See, I fully support anything that anyone wants to say off of any portion of the Boma menu. The Boma's good, man. I want to say the last time I was on the show, we had a rather in-depth conversation about Boma for breakfast. I think we did, yeah. We talk about food a lot. <laughs> and Boma a lot. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not complaining. Um, but like any like I said, anything at any point in Boma's um meal repertoire is delicious. Also, zebra domes and pog mimosas. Remember that. If you got nothing else to go do right now, passion fruit, orange, guava, um, and champagne. Knock yourself. Well, maybe don't. Use those <laughs> Have at it. Knock yourself out responsibly. I cannot believe I've, I've, it I've been I've been going to Boma since the the inception of Boma. Day one. <laughs> Day one. Man, I've never even heard of that, uh, Dan. I'll have to check it out. I, it's it's amazing. I kind of the only starches I really touch are the 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 foo foo. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds very foo-foo, but um, but no, I have to check it out. That sounds really cool. I did just verify that it is still on the menu because I was a little concerned that I was just picking things that didn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that if you are. So speaking of... Foods go. No, yeah, that sometimes that happens um, because for, for what it's worth, mimosas, not always on the breakfast menu at uh, Boma, but... Apparently, it would have been for Mother's Day because that menu is still available on the My Disney Experience app. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. It was something about mimosas being good. <laughs> they are. <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, <laughs> mimosas are good. <laughs> Jeff, I believe you're up. Yes, I'm gonna. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put an umbrella over this and make it a category of food because. It kind of uh, hits me where in the feels. Um, so chili is my favorite food by far. Um, I do live in Texas, but I wouldn't definitely, you know, let's, let's, let me re rewind. I've never met a chili I didn't like. So Wait, I, I, I have a question before we go too far down this chili road. <laughs> yeah. Beans or no beans? Well, that's what I was getting up, leading up to. Basically, oh, I... I live in Texas. I'll eat Texas chili, no problem. But my heart is true to the northern types of chili, uh, which usually includes beans. Um, what about on spaghetti? <laughs> there's like this little subset that's the size of about, well, I'm approximately the size of Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> that uh, Where people know Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> it is about the size of Cincinnati and Clearwater, Florida. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to kick any chili on top of spaghetti to the curb. I mean, I would eat it for sure, but... I would, too. I'm just 
Not a, not that I was asked. Katie, well, I, yeah. I, I'm going off topic here, but has have have you guys had it at all? Has anyone had it? I know Dan has. No. In in Cincinnati. Well, or just Cincinnati chili. I've oh, heard, yeah. I've heard oh, yeah. of it. I, have, I my friend's think, parents are from there. Well, so thanks to um, my friend Eric, who is a transplant to Walt Disney World from Cincinnati, I have heard nothing but things about um, Cincinnati chili and Skyline, but I can't get over the beans in the chili, so I just haven't brought myself to do it yet. Well, you don't have to have it with beans. Right, but I'm also not allowed to go to Cincinnati right now. Okay, well, fair. Here, here's the thing I will say about Cincinnati chili. If you don't think of it as chili, you think of it as its own thing, you will start off on a better foot. I like Because it. if you go in with a preconceived notion of what chili is supposed to be, you probably won't like it. <laughs> Drop your preconceived notions about chili at the door. Just think of it as like a, a savory meat sauce. <laughs> the chili like diversity talk. though. Well, I will yeah. say this because in, in in DC they have Ben's Chili Bowl. It's like supposedly oh, yes. like the place. But then I went in there thinking it was gonna be this like amazing meal, and all I did was sweat. It was so spicy yeah. that I just sat there perspirated. So I kind of like the way Dan says it. it's like you know what, just think of it as its own thing. You know, I like, don't have it. You just gotta kind of compartmentalize it. Because yeah. I thought it was going to be like this amazing experience, and all I did was sweat the whole time. It was hot <laughs> as hell. So it was like, I don't know. But. Well, you know, I guess because uh, Chile was so uh, central to Walt Walt's uh, culture, um, you know, they always see these recipes, Walt's Chile, Walt's Chile. Um, I, you know, I make all kinds of variants of Chile, and definitely I my family hates the beans, but I love the beans. But... I guess to circle back on Disney, um, there, you know, Trails End Barbecue um, makes kind of a northern, uh, not kind of at all. It's it's a northern based chili, so it has it's tomato based and uh, beans included. Um, we just crave it all the time. We we could go there every trip if we could and have it with their sweet cornbread. Uh, it just it just hits the spot. Well, it turned out that at least for a time, Pecos Bill served a side of this of chili that I kind of confirmed on the same trip that it's basically the same chili. So it made us feel a little better that we didn't have to make that trek up to the Fort Wilderness campground to go to the Trails End um, and eat, <laughs> eat a big giant buffet. It's, I'm not complaining here, but it is a, a you know, a trick. But uh, they discontinued having it at Pecos Bill, so it's kind of a sad moment. Um, but I wanted to kind of branch over to the West Coast. So last year we went to uh, Disneyland and uh, DCA at Smoke Jumpers uh, Grill over at DCA. Um, I just stumbled across this, and I think it's fairly new there as well. But they started roll they rolled out this product called uh, Campfire Chili. And uh, on their menu it says uh, bison black bean chili with cornbread muffin and cilantro cream. Mm. And oh my gosh, uh, this one trip I went there three times to have this. It was so freaking good. So um, that's kind of like a, the full circle. You can have it on the West Coast too. But um, that, that's my take on it. Uh, Chili's a, a big part of the, my Disney World, uh, uh, I guess, history. Well, Speaking my no, language, Jeff. I want yeah. chili really badly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> Boom. Um, I have sort of a random pick for my next one, but it just felt like it was something, it was a meaningful food because, uh, so it's the, it's the French fries <laughs> from uh, Wolfgang Puck Express. I, it was years ago that I had them and they're meaningful in this way because I never liked rosemary on potatoes ever. I thought it tasted so gross and weird. Until that day, I went to Wolfgang Puck Express and had the french fries and they had a bunch of rosemary on them. And I thought, uh, gross, but they were french fries. So I had to like eat one anyway. I wasn't going to not eat a french fry. And it was so good. And, and I realized that like I could like rosemary sometimes. And you know, that that's a big 
that was an important day for me. So that's why I chose that. Um, nice. I'm looking yeah, at pictures. You. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I kind of want to eat them again right now talking about them, to be honest. It's, it's, I don't know, french fries. Do you guys have, uh, smash burgers at all? Um, yes. That, that chain, um, in, in your parts, they have a, that, that's one of their, I think that's their main fry. I don't think you can have it without that stuff, but that's their main french fry. Jeff, being from Texas, are you allowed to say smash burger? I thought it was only Whataburger. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, it's hard, you know, a lot of places don't get the like ratio of flavoring on French fries. Very, right, right. Like there will be too much or too little, or the taste isn't that great. So there needs to be more, always there... more. <laughs> or they leave know. off the. Go ahead. Have, have you ever had one that has like way too much? Huh? I think like, that out here I'll in California, fly. the garlic fries are sometimes too much. Yeah, I actually got garlic fries from the roses recently, and it was way, way too much. I had to like, set them out on paper towels. <laughs> Just curious, can you on Grubhub search for like a specific menu item like garlic fries? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Carry on. Oh, that's a hot <laughs> tip. The listeners are going to enjoy that. <laughs> oh, so we've got right. them hot. I was asking for the we listeners. <laughs> It's, it's very nice. nice of us. Well, now we're down to everyone's number ones. Joe, join us off. So uh, I'm kind of glad Dan took us down the nostalgic route because my number one was something that is no longer uh, available. This goes back to circa that same vacation that I was talking about where things may or may not happen at Alfredo's, but I'll talk about probably 1990, 1991. My whole extended family. I was uh, <laughs> you were three. Um, but we would go to Narcoosies. And at the time, we were on this thing called the Grand Plan at the Grand Floridian. It was kind of like the, to compare it to what's available now, it was like essentially your park tickets were included. It was like the deluxe meal plan. Essentially, like it included everything. And I was very blessed at the time that my family could afford to do this. And so we got these crazy dinners. And one of the things that was available at Narcoosies was they had this dessert called the Seven C Seven Scooper. And I was like 10, 11 years old, and my uncle loved to eat ice cream at Saturday night. And we would like talk about us training for this competition. And we just called it the competition. And it was a it was seven giant scoops of ice cream on top of a layer of pound cake and with like whipped cream and cherries and all stuff. It was served in a giant like champagne glass, like a full size, like an oversized champagne glass. And there's pictures of me as like a 10 year old kid, like reaching into this thing, eating, eating the ice cream. And I actually finished it. It was disgusting. And like, I don't know how I did it, but <laughs> it was, it was so, it was so, it was such an event that like, I remember that year for Christmas, there was like seven or eight pictures and we put it in a big frame for my uncle. And we like, we put the competition we got it all framed nicely. It was done professionally and stuff. And it's actually still hanging in his house to this day. And that thing was absolutely amazing. I've looked online for like references for it and I can't find anything online, but it did exist. I have pictures of it. I got to like find them. I mean, they're like real pictures. So I have to ask him to take pictures and send them to me, but it was called the seven C seven scooper. And it was at Narcoosie's and I don't know how many calories it was. I didn't care. I was 10 years old, but it was absolutely amazing. I still talk about it to this day to like my wife and, you know, our friends of ours now who are big Disney fans, I talk about how at Narcoosie's when I was a kid, I ate this giant dessert. And it kind of makes these, like, no way... It was kind of like the... Kind of where, like, the no way... was it? The the kitchen sink kind of came from. Everybody makes, everybody makes a big deal about the kitchen sink. Well, this thing existed before the kitchen sink. Like, nobody talks about it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of like... <laughs> if I could bring back one thing... I Put it this way. I love the citrus swirl. I would trade the citrus swirl to have this at least one more time. Like I love, yeah, it was so, so, it was so good. And they put whatever kind of ice cream that they had at the restaurant in it, whatever you want. If it was vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, Rocky, but whatever they had, they would throw it in there for you. They ask you what kind you wanted. So that's where I would go with that. A lot of fond memories with that. It was my go-to dessert when I was a kid. I think I had it twice. We had it in 1990, 1991. It was awesome. So yeah, seven C seven scooper. Or I think that's what it was called. But. I mean, the alliteration works. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's why I've called it for the last 
30 years since I did it. So well, um, maybe someone listening will have the inside scoop. Yeah. Ah, there it is. Or a picture. We'll also take a picture. <laughs> Not of ice cream. <laughs> um, all right, Chuck, you're up. So uh, a couple of things here. One, I almost just spent $13 on ordering French fries. <laughs> on <DoorDash. laughs> You should have. It was a 70-minute wait <laughs> a long time. for poutine and um, taco fries, but not the point. However, the poutine at Disney is fantastic. Whatever type it is, get it. Um, the number one thing that I would say I have ever had and would absolutely get every single time when it came, comes to quality is over at the boathouse. And it's going to be the Boathouse Barbecue Bacon Burger. Yeah. Now. More alliteration. Yes. The, nice. the B quad B. Um, <laughs> speaking, you know, this is, I'm going to fall way off topic here. Um, we've been watching a lot of diners, drive-ins, and dives for more alliteration. E3. E3, yeah. And the other day I was watching it and I wasn't fully awake. Um. And my my wife goes to me like, I I think there was was your cousin on this show. I'm like, what? Eh. So I, I wake up and <laughs> no kidding, there he is on the TV. <laughs> um, in, in any case, back to more alliteration, but not diners driving and dive or diners driving. Whatever. No guy Fieri on this episode. Well, at least this portion of the episode. The boathouse barbecue bacon burger. Um, it's a, it's got a very, very, very good um, barbecue sauce on it with pimento cheese, um, house barbecue, spice rub, and then the French fries. I had this last year, and I still think about how good that burger was. I tried to convince Heather at one point in time, like, hey, do we really need to go eat with uh, be our guest or at be our guest again? And can't we just go get this burger? I was uh, shot down. But <laughs> it is by far the best ha uh, burger I've had anywhere. And I will stick um, to my guns on that one. Not only is that burger good, but also the bread service, all the drinks at Boathouse is fantastic. Um, but that is, I, I still think about how good that burger was and and is. And, and it always will be. Note to Jeff, uh, editing uh, future Jeff, uh, insert whipping noise here. <laughs> uh, apparently, the $21 burger was not um, worth it to give up the whatever it was. <laughs> so would you wait and 70 minutes for it? What? No, I would not wait 70 minutes like the french fries, but I would <laughs> wait 70. Like, if I for could... The if I could DoorDash this burger, I absolutely would. <laughs> <laughs> they fly it up. That's the truth. It'll be two days. Okay, that's fine. It was that good. You don't want to know what the delivery fee is. <laughs> All delivery on DoorDash right now is free. Well, I, I'm, but not from Disney World to Buffalo. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so, Dan... All right. Well, my last one is uh, I just had it for the first time on the last trip, and it's at Art Smith's uh, home com home kitchen. Yes. Do not pronounce that G, sir. Homecoming kitchen, uh, <laughs> and it's the Art's famous fried chicken. It, I mean, it it's just famous. some delicious famous fried chicken, and it comes with mashed potatoes and a really really good biscuit. Just doesn't. I mean, fried chicken's like kind of a, a cheat code anyway, but it's just really good. Oh, heck yeah. uh, That's all I got. There's like the ten best... things on that menu that are really good, by the way. Is it the yeah. best Disney fried chicken you've had, personally? Definitely the best Disney fried chicken. I mean, it's it's up there among best fried chicken I've had. Period. I, I would say, Dan, I would say it's even better than, like, 50s primetime. 
you know, I'm saying for like fried chicken. I mean, that was always like my baseline, you know, for years, even more than like anything to find in Fort Wilderness. And yeah, his his stuff is far and away above way above it. It's it's really good. And then you you know you mix in some uh, some moonshine, a moonshine flight, and you got yourself a good time. Nice. Yeah, we went there for the first time uh, on Thanksgiving Day with some uh, friends and family. It was it was a special moment. Um, yeah, I agree. I concur wholeheartedly on that one. And Chuck, I think that's the first time I ever met Heather was at Chef Art Smith's homecoming. No, it's funny. She's actually standing right next to me. And was that the first time you met Joe at uh, Chef Art Smith's? Yeah, it was me, her, and Dave. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was pouring rain that night, before too. The, before the marathon. Yeah. Yeah, pouring rain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, w- I was not on that trip. I actually think I got fired from work on that trip. Wow, While you guys were on that trip. <laughs> Ouch. Well, you missed a good time. <laughs> yeah, I would have missed a good time. <laughs> Yikes. Do they door dash? Just asking. Uh, just, you're up, buddy. Well, look, this is a, a good news, bad news situation so the the bad news is uh, one of my favorite things and and if there's some weird um outlying chance that uh, safari mike is listening to this he'll hi he'll, mike oh, i'm sure yeah. he listens every week Kevin i'm Dave sure he does both listen together <laughs> well mm-hmm. he would concur with this wholeheartedly as well because uh it's the african spice cake uh, that used to be offered at uh, disney's animal kingdom over in Africa, Harambe, um, uh, it was offered at the Kusafari uh, um, uh, Coffee Shop and Bakery. Uh, it was so good, and it was one of those weird things that would be on again, off again for so many years. Um, basically, it's like a coffee cake, uh, but it has this weird uh, kind of uh, cream cheese filling, uh, but and had like a spiced oatmeal streusel on top. I don't know, it was just really good. I don't know, I just fell in love with it. Um, Mike talked about it on his podcast many times too. Um, as far as that goes, they took it away, but they brought this amazing thing just right across the venue, the street, uh, called the Malva Cake. Uh, warm Malva Cake Vanilla Ice Cream uh, Sunday. Um, and you can get that right across at the uh, Tamu Tamu Refreshments. Um, that is kind of supplanted my uh, desire for every trip. I have to have one of these. It's so good. Uh, Malva kind of is a throwback. It's not the Seinfeld reference that you're I was going to wait until we're <laughs> done recording to make that joke. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Malva. Um, Malva is really weird. It's, it's, it's definitely, you don't even know my name, do you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, Malva is really a weird, a real product, weird product that everybody always asks me, what the heck is Malva? Um, but if you research it uh, in Africa, they use um, basically apricot uh, to make Malva. So basically it's like a just apricot uh, uh, sponge cake, or you could almost call it a, a pudding. But anyway, that's that's what I get every trip, man. I just cannot resisted it's so good it's warm it's uh, you put the ice cream on top and then drizzle it with some and they drizzle it with some um caramel sauce it, oh it's it hits the spot man i mean i'm sold yeah <laughs> Boom. that sounded delicious all of it um yeah wow i'm really lost in thought about that okay so um I guess we're going to end on me, my number one pick. Um, so I wanted to pick this one because so everybody always talks about the Tonga toast at Kona, but I think there's something better for breakfast. Plain pancakes. Huh? Plain pancakes. No, not plain pancakes. The macadamia nut pancakes. Yes, Annie, well said. <laughs> I support that decision. It's there. They comes with macadamia nut butter, which like Ugh. I don't know why that's never a thing anywhere because it's delicious, whatever it is. Because I don't, I don't think it's like nut butter. It's like 
No, no it's, it's, it's <laughs> butter with it's butter with honey and macadamia nuts mashed into it. Is that what it is? Thank you yeah. for knowing that. It's and it's because macadamia it nuts are expensive, is why it's not everywhere. Yeah, well, I was gonna say it's not, I, but I know it's not like nut, but like I said, mm-hmm. almond butter it would be different than no. what this is. Is my point. It's not like so, a nut butter. So, <laughs> Andy, so I just want to say how spot on you are with this. I was a, a I was a defender of the Tonga Toast. I was going to go to the battle for the Tonga Toast. I said, anybody who doesn't like it doesn't know what they're talking about. It's changed. They overcook it. It's a little dry. I, I've switched to the macadamia nut pancakes as my go-to at Kona. And I have never looked back. It's been two years. Oh, well, so you were, spot, you were spot on with the selection. Thank you. The first Nailed time- it. <laughs> Nailed it. The first time I had them, it was um, like 2012, I think. And it was because um, who, who I was with got the Tonga toast. So I was like, well, I don't want to order the same thing. So I'll get these pancakes and then we'll each just like have some of each other's. But then I was like, wait, <laughs> I like these better than that. So, yeah, I stand the macadamia nut pancakes for sure. So, I think that's it. Does anybody have any closing thoughts they must add before we wrap it up? I would say that, like, after discussing food all with you guys, I could definitely go and eat anywhere on property with you guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've established that. So, oh I, wanted, I wanted to caveat and say... You could insert any dish at Boma <laughs> into this list, and I could I would agree with. So that's a that's a tough call on that one. I am so hungry right now. I can't even tell you. All right. Well, if no one has anything else to add, I'm going to go through and let's see. Joe, where can people find you on social media? Uh, on the social channels, I'm on Twitter, Instagram at Joe Qua. You can also find me over at theresortloop.com. DVC Roundtable Show. Alrighty, and what about you, Chuck? I could be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. Okay, and uh, Daniel, what about you, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Beefy Disney, and you can find uh, Annie and I's podcast on Instagram at The Fast Pass Podcast. Yes, we've been doing movies from the year 2000. Low key plug. All right, Jeff, where can people find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me at Braindead92 on Twitter or just plain Braindo on Instagram. And I'm slowly, uh, soon it'll, the website will be up. It's uh, Annie's Moist Nut Butter.com. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on social media, DJ Phobe. I'm not really on Twitter anymore, but I don't know. You can find me on Instagram or something like that. But more importantly, you can find the Mickey Dudes on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes, on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast, on Facebook. Just search the Mickey Dudes. You name it. We're there. Come find us. Leave us a comment. Uh, you know, check us out. And... Thanks a lot for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the show. We hope that you're hungry and have a magical day. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.